Welcome to Crime, Corruption, and Cocktails, the true crime podcast where we look at cases of corruption and negligence and examine their historical and cultural implications. Today, I'm drinking a strawberry frosé. What are you having, Jenny? I'm drinking just a simple chamomile tea today. And on today's episode, we're discussing director Roman Polanski and the allegations of sexual assault he has faced. With that being said, we will be talking about sexual assault of both adults and minors throughout this episode. We'll get started by giving a brief biography into Polanski and an overview of his body of work. Roman Polanski was born on August 18, 1933 in Paris, France. He and his parents moved to Krakow, Poland, his father's hometown, at three years old. Polanski had a traumatic childhood as his parents were sent to various Nazi concentration camps beginning in 1941. His mother unfortunately died at the notorious Auschwitz concentration camp. Polanski lived with several different Polish Roman Catholic families in order to escape Nazi persecution. He was eventually reunited with his father in 1944 and they returned to Krakow. Polanski acted as a teenager in different radio dramas and films and went on to graduate from the Polish National Film Academy. He directed his first feature-length film, Knife in Water, in 1962, which earned him an Academy Award nomination for Best Foreign Film. The film's success gave him international acclaim and allowed him to reach broader audiences. He then moved to London and began working on his next film, Repulsion, which was a hit with both audiences and critics. On the set of his fourth film, The Fearless Vampire Killers, Polanski met actress Sharon Tate. They married in 1968, and that same year, Polanski made his U.S. film debut with the thriller Rosemary's Baby. Tate and Polanski moved to Los Angeles, California in early 1969, and Tate became pregnant. During her pregnancy, Polanski traveled to Europe to work on a film. On the night of August 8, 1969, Tate, who was eight and a half months pregnant, and four of her friends were brutally murdered in the couple's home by members of the Manson family. And we plan to explore Charles Manson and the Manson family more in depth on a later episode. Polanski would later go on to say, Not being home that night was the quote-unquote greatest regret of his life. Understandably, the murders changed Polanski's life forever. In his autobiography, Polanski states that his personality changed from being optimistic to, quote, ingrained with pessimism and eternal dissatisfaction with life, end quote. In 1974, Polanski made his return to American cinema with the highly regarded movie Chinatown. It received 11 Academy Award nominations and became the last film Polanski directed in America. In February 1977, Polanski, then 43 years old, met 13-year-old Samantha Gailey. He was working on a project for a French magazine focused on the sexualization of teens and photographed her near her home. In March, he asked to once again photograph her at a shoot that was supposed to take place at Jack Nicholson's house. Neither Nicholson nor his actress wife, Angelica Houston, were home at the time. Following the photo shoot, Polanski and Gailey went into a hot tub. Polanski gave Gailey champagne and a quaalude and raped her. According to her grand jury testimony, Gailey, quote, repeatedly asked to go home, but Polanski persisted, end quote. Houston did return home at some point during the assault and later described Gailey as, quote unquote, looking sullen. Gailey claimed Polanski drove her home after the assault and asked her to keep everything a secret. Gailey's parents found out about the incident and Polanski was arrested just days later. He was charged with forcible rape and booked on suspicion of sodomy, 
child molestation and furnishing dangerous drugs to a minor. To avoid trial, Polanski pled guilty to the least serious offense, unlawful sexual intercourse, and accepted a plea bargain, which caused the other charges to be dropped. He was ordered to spend 90 days in jail for a psychiatric evaluation, but was released after 42 days, which angered the presiding judge. Fearing his plea bargain deal would be taken away based on suggestions from his lawyer, Polanski fled to London on the day of his sentencing hearing. He has not returned to the United States since and has had a warrant for his arrest since February of 1978. Polanski moved to France and as a French citizen was protected by France's limited extradition with the United States. Several extradition attempts have been made in various countries, but none have been successful. In 1988, Gailey filed a civil suit against Polanski. They settled in 1993, and Polanski agreed to pay Gailey $500,000. In 1997, Gailey publicly forgave Polanski and filed a formal request with the LAPD for criminal charges against him to be dropped. In 2002, Polanski released the critically acclaimed film The Pianist and had a small comeback. The film earned him a Palme d'Or at the Cannes Film Festival as well as an Academy Award for Best Director. However, he was not allowed to attend the Oscar ceremony due to his criminal indictment. Polanski received a standing ovation upon his win, which many felt was controversial and undeserved due to his crime. In September 2009, Polanski was set to receive a Lifetime Achievement Award at the Zurich Film Festival in Switzerland when he was arrested by Swiss authorities at the request of United States authorities after being tipped off. He was imprisoned for two months before being placed on house arrest in Switzerland. Polanski typically refused to travel to any country where he could possibly be extradited to the United States. During his time in prison, over 100 members of the film community signed a petition calling for Polanski's release. The U.S. requested Switzerland extradite Polanski in October 2009, but in July of 2010, Polanski went free after the Swiss government chose not to extradite him. Later in 2010, British actress Charlotte Lewis claimed Polanski had quote-unquote forced himself on her in his Paris apartment in 1983 when she was 16 years old. Lewis went to his apartment to discuss being cast in a movie. She told the Mail on Sunday that she was quote-unquote scared and ashamed to come forward, but did so then because Polanski's quote legal team is portraying his previous offense against a minor as an isolated incident, end quote. Lewis did not end up pressing charges, however. Then, in August 2017, a woman known as Robin M. alleged that Polanski quote-unquote sexually victimized her in Southern California when she was 16 years old. She chose to come forward after hearing Gailey was preparing to speak to the L.A. Supreme Court to drop the case. Robin M. told Deadline Hollywood that she wanted people to know that Gailey quote was not the only minor that Rowan Polanski victimized, end quote. A judge later denied Gailey's request. In 2018, Polanski was removed from the U.S. Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. A year later, French photographer and actress Valentine Monnier accused Polanski of beating and raping her at his Swiss chalet in 1975. I believe she was 18 years old at the time. 
Polanski vehemently denied these claims, and in an interview with Paris Match magazine, he blamed the media for, quote, trying to make him into a monster and said Harvey Weinstein attempted to brand him as a, quote unquote, child rapist in 2003 to end his chances of winning an Oscar. In 2020, Polanski won awards for Best Adapted Screenplay and Best Director for his movie An Officer and a Spy at the French Caesar Film Awards. Upon his wins, two actresses left the ceremony in protest. In 2011, the documentary Roman Polanski, a film memoir, was released. In it, he publicly apologizes to Gailey, saying, quote, She is a double victim, my victim and a victim of the press, end quote. In that same 2019 interview with Paris Match, Polanski said he was responsible for his crime against Gailey. He followed that with, quote, In 1977, I made a mistake, and that is my family who are paying the price half a century later, end quote. Gailey has also been vocal about how the media attention has negatively impacted her health and job performance and how the original presiding judge was not supportive of her. In a 2010 interview with Larry King, Gailey said, quote, I've been so much more damaged by the court system and by the media than by him, end quote. Del, what are your thoughts on Roman Polanski, his crime, his admission of statutory rape, and the aftermath that we discussed? So starting with his crime, obviously it's a horrendous crime. It's absolutely disgusting. And my heart goes out to Gailey for the things that she's gone through. And my heart goes out to his other victims for what they have went through as well, especially since he has found a loophole in the system to avoid any real accountability and justice for his actions. And when it comes to the fact that he admitted to statutory rape, I think that he only admitted to it because he knows that at this point in his life, the chances of him actually serving time for his crimes are very low. And so he is trying to do whatever repair to his legacy that he can do. And I think one of the more shocking parts of the aftermath is just how many people totally forgot about it. It's like the weird elephant in the room of why Polanski can't film in the United States. What are your thoughts on this case and Roman Polanski in general? You made such good points, Del, and I'm going to mirror pretty much everything you said, but you definitely can sympathize with him and feel sorry for, you know, what he went through with his wife and his unborn child, what he went through living through the Holocaust and Nazi Germany occupation of Poland. But you can also still know and recognize that he did commit a crime and he's owned up to committing the crime. And it's great that he's owned up to it. And it's great that him and Gailey have seemed to come to some type of agreement and that she seems to be at peace with everything that she's faced in her life. But like you said, he has really not faced accountability. He's not allowed to come back to America. Sure, maybe that has stunted some of his, you know, development and work as a director. But is he still making movies? Yes. Is he still being awarded for movies? Yes. And we're going to talk about this later, but I think there is a lot of hypocrisy in Hollywood because of that and a lot of picking and choosing what people in the industry want to care about. And I'm like fed up with it. I was getting so angry working on this case and one of the cases we'll talk about soon, just because it's so obvious that I think people 
want to keep their blinders on and just pick and choose what you want to care about and maybe care about things in terms of what will further your career. What do you think of Gailey asking for all of the charges to be dropped? Because I really respect what the victim wants, but at the same time, I think he needs to be held accountable because other accusations were made. I think even if accusations weren't made, he did commit a crime and he escaped so that he didn't have to be sentenced anymore for it. I really do feel awful for Gailey that her life has kind of turned into like a media circus and no one will let her forget what happened when she was 13 years old. Yeah, and I think that's the key point. Just trying to move on with your life. And so if the looming threat of being extradited is not over, Polanski, I'm sure Gailey was thinking, they'll talk about me less. This case would be less of a news topic and I can just try to get on with as normal of a life that I can. And I also feel really bad for her. Like when she's talking about being more damaged by the media and the court system than the actual attack, you start to wonder like what is going on in her head. Unfortunately, Polanski is not the only convicted or alleged sexual misconduct perpetrator in the entertainment industry. The first person that we're going to look at is Harvey Weinstein. In 2017, the New York Times released a piece including decades of allegations of sexual misconduct against movie producer Harvey Weinstein. Actresses Ashley Judd, Alyssa Milano, and Rose McGowan came forward and are vocal about the sexual abuse that they faced at the hands of Weinstein. Many other women followed suit. Among the accusations are that he forced women to massage him and watch him naked. He also promised to help advance their careers in return for sexual favors. Some have also accused Weinstein of ending their careers and blackballing them. Since the accounts of abuse became public, some notable figures in Hollywood, including Quentin Tarantino, Colin Firth, and Jessica Chastain, have come forward saying they knew of Weinstein's behavior but did not act. In 2019, journalist Ronan Farrow published a book about Weinstein's treatment of women and interviewed many celebrities. Included in the book are many celebrities which Farrow alleges knew about the allegations against Weinstein before members of the press were able to print the stories and launch the hashtag MeToo movement into the mainstream. In early 2020, Weinstein was found guilty of a criminal sexual act in the first degree and third degree rape. He was sentenced to 23 years in prison. Next, we'll talk a little bit about director Woody Allen. In 1992, a pediatrician treating seven-year-old Dylan Farrow, the adopted daughter of actress Mia Farrow and director Woody Allen, contacted authorities regarding a claim Allen had molested her. Investigators at the time concluded that Dylan had not been abused. Justice of New York State's Supreme Court said, quote, it was unlikely that Mr. Allen could be prosecuted for sexual abuse based on the evidence, end quote. But according to the New York Times, while a team of experts concluded that Dylan was not abused, the judge said he found the evidence inconclusive. Allen has always publicly proclaimed his innocence, but despite the investigation, Dylan has publicly stood by her claims. 
In a 2021 interview with CBS Sunday Morning, Allen said, quote, I do not believe that she's making it up. I don't believe she's lying. I believe she believes that, end quote. The final person we're going to look at is singer R. Kelly. R. Kelly has faced allegations of sexual abuse and misconduct since the 1990s. In 1994, R. Kelly, then 27, married 15-year-old singer Aaliyah. It was later discovered that her age was listed as 18 on the marriage certificate. The marriage was annulled in early 1995. In 2002, he was charged with 21 counts of making child sex abuse videos. The jury eventually concluded that they could not prove that the girl on the tape was a minor and Kelly was found not guilty on all charges. In 2019, the documentary series Surviving R. Kelly premiered. It detailed numerous sexual abuse and sex trafficking allegations against R. Kelly. Shortly after the series concluded, he was charged with 10 counts of aggravated criminal sexual abuse. In September of 2021, R. Kelly was found guilty of racketeering and on eight counts of sex trafficking. He will be sentenced in May of 2022. So a lot of conversation around these types of allegations comes back to this. Can we enjoy entertainment made by criminals or those accused of awful crimes? And something you touched on earlier, do they deserve to be acclaimed and regarded still? I would say particularly when they are charged and found guilty of said crime. What do you think? So I'll answer the second question first. Do they deserve to be acclaimed? No, I don't think that you have to shower them with any type of praise or acclaim. I don't think that that's required of anything and it's definitely not required to be given to someone who's been accused of a heinous crime and specifically convicted of a heinous crime because you can throw out allegations all day and all night. The guilt of the person is determined by the court of law, not the court of public opinion. So I think that everyone should have their due process. Going back to the first question of can we enjoy entertainment made by criminals or those accused of awful crimes? I have always been a person that separated the art from the artist. I think that it is one of those things where I do understand people that say, no, I can't do it. But I also don't think that it's practical. If we use R. Kelly as an example, sure, you can take the steps to avoid R. Kelly's music, but R. Kelly has written and produced for so many different artists. I just don't believe that people are doing the logistical legwork that's necessary to avoid um, consuming entertainment by people they find problematic or entertainment by people that have been convicted of crimes or accused of awful crimes. I just don't see it as practical. And I also don't see it as particularly necessary. The art is the art. If a movie is good, if a song is good, it's still good. Even if the person making it is not the best person or the best example. A lot of times, people's creativity come from darker places. And if we say, if you've ever had any type of criminal struggle or addiction or anything else that could put you in the category of having a criminal record or having accusations against you, I feel like 
we would be losing out on a lot of potential. I think it's perfectly fine to consume entertainment made by people who are not the best humans and don't have the highest moral values. How about you? I think it's really complicated and subjective. I personally don't think you can always separate the art from the artist. I think sometimes the artist's work can reflect their crimes or their allegations. Woody Allen and Louis C.K. are some examples of that. I think it can kind of depend on the degree of their crimes and allegations as well. I've seen some Roman Polanski movies. I've seen some Woody Allen movies. Would I go to the theater to watch a new Woody Allen movie? No, personally. And like with Harvey Weinstein, kind of like you said with um, R. Kelly, Harvey Weinstein produced so many movies. But that's not to say, you know, is it that big a deal to like not watch these movies when there's like a million other great movies out there? Or to not let this one person, I guess, direct when there's a thousand other people that can be making great art too and let's focus on them. I think that their movies should still be taught in like film courses. I would say I think they should be taught, but... You can have that little cliff note, especially with Roman Polanski. He was found guilty of raping a 13-year-old girl and, you know, maybe reflect on Hollywood in that regard because he's not the only director to have done that. To use a sexual favor or to force himself on someone to just get what he wants. There's a lot of entitlement in Hollywood and the music industry. In 2006, activist Tarana Burke began using the term Me Too to raise awareness on the issue of women being sexually abused and harassed. In 2017, actress Alyssa Milano, who is one of Weinstein's accusers, used the term in a tweet that went viral and sparked a global movement. The Me Too movement has allowed many survivors, both men and women, to open up about their experiences with sexual assault and harassment. Both celebrities and everyday people began sharing their stories in hopes to empower victims, end stigma, and seek justice and accountability. Out of the Me Too movement and the Weinstein allegations came the Time's Up organization, which was founded by female celebrities and raises legal funds to support victims of sexual harassment in the workplace. In a January 2018 letter signed by a number of female producers, actors, and directors published in the New York Times that launched the organization said, quote, The struggle for women to break in, to rise up the ranks, and to simply be heard and acknowledged in male-dominated workplaces must end. Time's up on this impenetrable monopoly, end quote. However, a number of high-profile entertainers in support of Time's Up and the Me Too movement have historically supported a number of alleged predators, including Polanski. After Polanski's arrest in 2009, over 100 members of the film community signed a petition calling for Polanski's release. This included some of the people included in this petition were Asia Argento, Woody Allen, David Lynch, Natalie Portman, Darren Aronofsky, Martin Scorsese, Wes Anderson, Penelope Cruz, and Harrison Ford. Actress Natalie Portman was one of the many celebrities who signed the Times Up letter in 2018. And at some point in 2018, she asked for her name to be removed from the Polanski petition, and I do believe she apologized for including her name in the first place. 
Italian actress Asia Argento accused Harvey Weinstein of raping her in 1997, and as Vanity Fair states, she was a vocal supporter of the quote-unquote sexual misconduct reckoning in Hollywood. Similar to Portman, Argento also apologized and expressed regret for signing the petition. Since then, Argento herself has also been accused of sexual assault of a minor. Then we have Meryl Streep, which this might upset some people, but I think it's something worth discussing. When Polanski won his Academy Award in 2003, actress Meryl Streep was one of the many who gave him a standing ovation. You can clearly see her in the video from that night. She's since said that she's, quote, very sorry he's in jail, end quote. This was probably in relation to the 2009 imprisonment of him in Switzerland. There's also a question of whether or not Streep was aware of Harvey Weinstein's sexual misconduct as it seemed to be a somewhat open secret in Hollywood. Streep worked on several of Weinstein's films, including one which earned her an Academy Award win. During her acceptance speech, she called Weinstein a god. In 2018, Weinstein accuser actress Rose McGowan called out Streep on Twitter after hearing she'd be part of the Time's Up protest at the Golden Globes. McGowan said, quote, actresses like Meryl Streep, who happily worked for the pig monster, are wearing black at the Golden Globes in a silent protest. Your silence is the problem. You'll accept a fake award breathlessly and affect no real change. I despise your hypocrisy, end quote. Streep responded by saying, quote, it hurt to be attacked by Rose McGowan in banner headlines this weekend, but I want to let her know I did not know about Weinstein's crimes, not in the 90s when he attacked her or through subsequent decades when he proceeded to attack others. I wasn't deliberately silent. I didn't know. I don't tactically approve of rape, end quote. And finally, we have actress Scarlett Johansson. She's a supporter of Time's Up and has championed the Me Too movement. She has also worked with accused director Woody Allen several times in her career and has shown her support for him. She told The Hollywood Reporter recently, quote, I love Woody. I believe him and I would work with him anytime, end quote. Dylan Farrow responded to Johansson with, quote, because if we learned anything from the past two years, it's that you definitely should believe male predators who maintain their innocence without question, end quote. When mentioned in a letter from Farrow, Scarlett called the letter, quote-unquote, irresponsible and referred to the truth of the situation as, quote-unquote, guesswork. And Scarlett Johansson was not the only celebrity named in that letter. A few others were as well. So, Del, what do you think of everything we just talked about? The movements and the hypocrisy within them from some of these actresses so i think both the me too movement and time's up are important and i think that it's always a good thing to make sure that victims feel supported when thinking about the me too movement one of the criticisms i have of it is that i feel like it was a catch-all term and so there were people wrapped up in it that shouldn't have been for example Aziz Ansari was targeted in the Me Too movement even though the encounter from the woman's perspective and his perspective was just a bad date I also think that unfortunately with a lot of these cases it was guilty until proven innocent 
And I think that while you should always try to make sure that you are comforting victims, you shouldn't do that at the expense of someone else. And you shouldn't do that at the expense of disregarding due process and disregarding innocent until proven guilty. And I think while Me Too did important things to raise more awareness of what happens in the aftermath of sexual assault, what happens with the silencing of victims, I wish it was more balanced. And I wish there wasn't the mentality of it's okay if a few innocent men get caught up as long as we get all the guilty ones. Because we wouldn't apply that standard to anything else. When it comes to Hollywood hypocrisy, that to me is to be expected. You never want to be the one that looked bad. You never want to be the one that worked with someone who's been convicted of a heinous crime. And so a lot of these people are doing a double take. And I don't know if it's necessarily deliberate hypocrisy. I just think that it is them trying to save their reputations. And I also think that people can change. In a lot of these cases, you know, you had it when they were first starting out or they had just finished working with the person and they're showing them support. Um, In the case of Meryl Streep, she had just won an Oscar for a movie he produced. And so she's exclaiming to him, you know, praising him. You know, you could say that she went too far calling him God, but her descriptors are her descriptors. But then when you find out later that the person has done something heinous, I think it's perfectly okay to have the ability to say, you know what, yes, I praised this person in the past, but now I know the type of person that they are. I know the things that they have been convicted of or accused of for some people. If they want to go with that standard, I am now going to act this way towards this person. I think that's perfectly okay. You do have the back and forth. I think that causes some issue. And honestly, for me, the most egregious case is that of Asia Argento, who herself victimized underage boys. And then, you know, you try to turn around and be a leader in this movement that is calling out um, abusers and holding them accountable, but you're not even holding yourself accountable for what you did. I don't think that's right. What do you think? It's very complicated, like we said, with watching taking part in the entertainment from people with accusations i am in support of the me too movement and time's up but i think you made some good points who doesn't want to believe a survivor coming forward you want to create an atmosphere that is supportive of someone that's dealing with sexual assault sexual harassment anything like that and we want people to you know be found guilty in the court of law there's a lot of celebrities that we didn't mention who also were somehow in support of Roman Polanski or Woody Allen, Bill Cosby, Whoopi Goldberg and Raven Simone have kind of said some controversial things supporting Bill Cosby. Kate Blanchett, she's worked with Roman Polanski. Her son is named Roman and she's worked with Woody Allen multiple times. I think she was a supporter of Time's Up. I don't know if she's really ever made any kind of statements. I think in Hollywood, it's probably hard to not be complicit in something, especially because blackballing does exist. We heard some actresses say that Harvey Weinstein kind of ruined their careers when they wouldn't give into his sexual demands. And I'm sure speaking out against something, you would get blackballed too. You would be named 
labeled as difficult to work with. Maybe, you know, if someone has some kind of secret on you, oh, you're going to out this secret while well, I'm going to out your secret. So I do understand why some people wouldn't come forward and tell the New York Times as soon as they heard one accusation against Harvey Weinstein. And like you said, people can change. I'm glad Natalie Portman and Argento have said something. You know, Asia Argento does have her own issues to deal with, for lack of a better word, but victims can also go and victimize someone else. But it's not, you know, an unheard of thing. In my opinion, there was no excuse for supporting Roman Polanski and there still isn't. Like we said, in 2009, people knew about his rape charge. People knew that it was public knowledge. I think other people have since said that they've regretted working with some of these people like Kate Winslet. Again, everyone in Hollywood is complicit in something. And it's a very dark industry that the public, I would say really has no idea of. Del, I've talked to you about this podcast I've been listening to called Beyond the Blinds. If you're into any type of celebrity gossip or Hollywood, I would definitely recommend listening to it. They read blind items, which is kind of like anonymous gossip about celebrities. You can't take everything someone writes as truth, but there are certain rumors that are around for 20 years. What's really the point of keeping a rumor that isn't true alive for 20 years? But in that, they've definitely hinted at some people being a Weinstein girl and really getting what they could from him and then turning their back on him and going with the public and saying what a horrible monster he was. So, you know, you can't believe everything, but I think it is interesting to hear that perspective. I think people are complicit too because they want to advance their careers and kind of get what they need. And then like you kind of hinted at Dell, saving face when the time comes and hoping maybe no one remembers I did or said that. Not everyone in Hollywood knew what he was doing, but it definitely seems like there were enough people to know about this, either the rumors or this open secret. Something that I hope we as the public can just be more aware of. And, you know, maybe with the Me Too movement, celebrities might stand together more. And okay, we've heard a few accusations against this director, that producer, that editor, whatever, and let's come together to create some change. And, you know, maybe like, some legal change with some legal accountability as well and not just let some of this stuff go for as long. That wraps up this week's case. Thank you for listening. Let us know in the comments what you think about Roman Polanski. We will be back next week with a brand new episode focused on the death of Gabby Petito. As always, stay safe.